Welcome to the Heart of Rural America podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Radke, an American cattle rancher and motivational speaker, raising my kids and writing children's books in South Dakota. There's a David and Goliath story unfolding in agriculture today. And I don't know about you, but my money is on the underdog, the hardworking folks who value faith, family, freedom, and their farming communities. This show will highlight the untold stories of these resilient and determined families who I have the great pleasure of meeting in my travels across this nation as an agricultural speaker. It is my hope that their stories will remind us to live with great courage because we are not alone in this fight to keep producers on the land and meet dairy and eggs on the dinner table. Now let's hit the dusty trail together as we uncover the heart of rural America. Welcome to your show. Here's my mom, Manda Waki. Hey guys, I have a really fun episode for you all today featuring two of my friends, Dylan and Leighton Woodbury of Carson, North Dakota. You know, I don't get to enter into the rodeo space very often. I didn't grow up rodeoing, but I have such an appreciation and respect for the sport, for the athletes that are involved in it. And I've gotten a really cool opportunity to learn more about the sport and to get a closer look at what it takes to be one of these athletes within the competitive sport of rodeo. Uh, in the last year, uh, Dylan Woodbury came to work for our family on our operation and introduced us to the ins and outs of bullfighting. And his younger brother, Layton and him would often do bullfights together or rodeos together, protecting the, the bull riders and and just getting them to see them at work doing something they love is is really exciting. And the whole point of this show, the whole theme behind the heart of rural America is to highlight good people doing great things across this country. Now the Woodbury boys, their parents are Dick and Jessica up by Carson. They grew up on a commercial Angus operation. And so doing the, the calving and the fencing and the chopping thistles and putting up hay and everything else that makes farm kids great. And that's what I see in these Woodbury boys. And so whether they're working in agriculture, working in the sport of rodeo, or doing whatever else and, and wherever life else life takes them, I hope you enjoy today's episode. It's a, a spark of youth. There's enthusiasm here. There's passion. There's the eagerness to establish a name and, and get started in this industry. And the great thing about it is the opportunities in agriculture are really endless and limitless. So it's just really exciting to see these two young gentlemen off making their name and, and doing good things in this industry and kind of just giving us all hope that it doesn't to me, it doesn't really matter how old you are, whether you're 18-year-old Leighton Woodbury sitting at number one in bullfighters only, the number one ranked bullfighting cowboy, or you're later on in years, you're a 35-year-old mom of four, or you're looking at retirement or you're entering into your, your later years in life and you're seeing the next generation come back and be involved in, in the operation. Uh, it's, it's never too late to chase your dreams and to go after something you really want. And, and so I, I hope today's episode gives you a laugh and, and makes you smile and, and gets you fired up and, and gives you hope 
for the next generation. Um, because to me, when I see these two boys and, you know, they have a third brother, Colton, who's a chiropractor down in Florida. When I see the work ethic, when I see the tenacity and the grit and the willingness to dig deep and to put in the miles and the long hours and the long days and the training sessions and, and to keep fighting through injuries and getting hit in the gut by a bull and, and puking in the garbage can as, as Leighton described to me on the last run or, or breaking the ankle and having to have surgery or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's inspiring. It's motivational. And I, I hope we can continue to instill those values into our next generation to teach them the true value of getting up each day, chasing after your dreams, putting in the work and going after what you want in life. And and hard work pays off, and it's one of those skills that's becoming increasingly rare in society today. And so I, I love seeing farm and ranch kids just go out and do awesome things because it's just by design, by nature. It comes with families who work the land and are stewards of the animals. Uh, they, by default, learn how to work hard and get after it and just get the job done. I also have to mention, you know, the, the other day, I had somebody comment on my Facebook video. It was a, it was a video of the kids out working on the ranch and, and the lady commented, why are these little kids working seriously? And I just, you know, it really wasn't worth the time to comment because I just thought, man, if you don't see what's going on here with this family cattle operation and it's a mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and the little kids and everybody's working together and playing together and enjoying a meal together at the end of a long, hard day outside. And the feeling of accomplishment, not just for ourselves, but for our children, when they can be a part of a task and a job that needs to be done, and they can see that job come to fruition. I don't, I don't think you can put a dollar amount on the value of teaching those lessons. And it's not like we're shipping them off to a factory for slave labor. This is showing by example, leading by example of this is, this is what mom and dad do, and you guys get to learn along the way. And, and I mean, let's face it, when you have the kids in tow, everything you do on the ranch takes 10 times longer. Um, but with patience and perseverance, that investment in our children will play out with good fruits when those children become adults. And so today's episode, like I said, it's a lot of fun. The Woodburys are going to make you laugh. I'm planning to be in Vegas to watch Layton as he fights for that world title with the BFO. And I hope you'll follow along on my social media. I'll be sharing a lot about what the Woodbury boys are up to. They probably don't want to be called boys forever either. They're men. But what they're up to, what they're accomplishing, um, both in the state of North Dakota and across this great country. And yeah, just stay tuned for more from these two because they're, they have a bright future ahead. So here we go. Let's get off to the episode. The Heart of Rural America is presented to you by my dear friends at CK6 Consulting, a cattle business consulting service with a purebred Angus focus. I recently joined the CK6 crew, and I would love to connect with you at an upcoming sale. Check out the sale calendar at ck6consulting.com to learn more about opportunities to invest in elite Angus genetics coming from our progressive and innovative clients who truly exemplify what it means to be the heart of rural America. And for all your semen needs, visit ck6source.com, an online stud service that features some of our clients' top performing bulls. Give Chris Earl, Wes Teeman, Cody Fleeman, or myself a call with any questions or business inquiries you may have. CK6 is all about families helping families, 
and I'm so proud and grateful to be a part of it. Now let's get back to the show. Hey everybody, it's Amanda Radke for another episode of The Heart of Rural America. I've got two special guests today and it's going to be a really fun show. Layton and Dylan Woodbury, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having us. I told you this is going to be a good one. I have had the distinct pleasure of getting to know the Woodbury brothers here in the last, what, year? Yeah, it's- Actually, probably better year since I started working for you guys, and then I took a little bit break. So yeah, he hasn't come back. So last, actually, I've been like, you guys didn't ask to be adopted or to have me be a bandwagon fan, but here I am, and I've been posting about your successes on the road bullfighting. And uh, I was at a cattle sale in Illinois, and someone's like, "What's your deal with these bullfighters?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just like their second mommy." So sorry, Jessica. I'm gonna. I give them the advice that they don't listen to because do you guys listen to me? I don't listen to any of them. So that's so rude. It's so rude. So full story, Dylan uh, came to work for us at Radke Land and Cattle a year ago. We put out a Facebook ad and as it goes in agriculture, mutual friends shared the post, I guess, and hear this like rank cowboy from Northwestern, Northwestern? Right. Or like. No, it would be Southwestern. (laughs) Southwestern, well, wherever. Super West River, North Dakota, came to Mitchell, South Dakota to live in the Corn Palace Inn and come work. Wasn't it the best job ever? No, it's kind of these East River river weirdos, you know, (laughs) different breeds. You know, the nicest thing you ever said to me was that I had the mentality of a West River girl. I really liked that. You kind of do. Thank I you so much. I, I got her switched over to the anger spirit. Oh, so here we go. Here we go. steps. We do. We do have Smangus running around. It's very exciting, but I'm not going to give you credit for that. But <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm taking quite credit oh, on okay. that. So. Well, I have some some bull semen for sale. Blue duck. You can go to ck6source.com to purchase that semen. 35 bucks a straw. Hashtag plug that in. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. I mean, you got to get it in there, right? <laughs> okay, so Dylan came to work for us all last winter got to know the kids he got snowed in a lot had to spend christmas and thanksgiving with them nightmare let me tell you <laughs> I, I told him if he needed to drink his way through the family gatherings i wouldn't blame him because like the Knowles family can be a lot we love dave Knowles, right it's it's yeah. fine scarlet's saying yeah it's grandpa yeah so anyway dylan woodbury came to work for us and was teaching us all about bullfighting and then come to find out it's like a family affair so Leighton Woodbury you've been kind of on the road lately I guess when I was introduced to you guys you guys were doing a lot of bullfighting together as brothers tell me a little bit about how that came to be your dad like the whole family affair of of what you guys do yeah so I started when I was 14 and uh, a couple years later Dylan he he uh chived in with us and you know it just kind of took off with me and Dylan together and uh I, I ended up getting this freestyle opportunity and uh, I took the opportunity and it just, it blew up. Right now I'm I'm coming back from Bay City, Texas and um, we're sitting here at the Radke House with this podcast and I'm currently number one in the world and we're getting ready for, for Vegas here and and I mean, I couldn't be more thankful for how it, how it turned out and yeah, just, I mean, it's it's different from, you know, we come from a ranching background just like Amanda, but what we do is is totally different than what most of her guys or clients that she has on on her podcast. So are you still 18, 18 years old? I'm still 18 years old, just graduated high school 18, months ago. 18 years old, sitting in the number one hole 
How does that feel? It feels it feels really good. Uh, like like Anna said, uh, it's a, it's such a blessing um, being able to being able to compete against the the top guys in the world. You know, four time world champ Wes Nurkowski, last year's world champion Tyler Manziel, and just have the brotherhood with them guys. But then when it comes down to it, we have the mentality that it's win or go home. And and every I went to three major events, and every one of them I went to, I've, I've ended up winning them. So. And he's won so much money and I need to invest in some cows. So I'm going to get you some nice Angus females picked out to buy into if that works. I hate cows. That sounds like a great idea. You just like fighting them, huh? Bulls, yes. Bulls, bulls. Okay, so there was one. You have like some revenge to come up to pay here in the upcoming months. Tell us about Habanero. What happened there? Yeah, so... uh... The top four guys in the world got invited to the fight for 50,000 with the run for a million horse horse deal down in Vegas. And um, I ended up drawing last year's bull of the year at Habanero. And we went, we went out at head to head and I ended up stubbing a toe 20 some seconds into the bullfight. And, and he gave me a pretty good hook. And, but uh, I hope to see him again in Vegas during the world finals and take it to him. I could set record, uh, record setting numbers on, on that bull and, and right now, I think Dusty Tuckness holds the record with 97 points. And if I take it to that bull and, and we get by 45 seconds, 50 seconds, um, it could be a really, really, really good fight. Well, I know I'm biased because I'm like the second mommy, but I think your fight there was the most entertaining to watch up until the point that he got you down because you were like, so I'm going to sound like an idiot here. I don't know what I'm talking about, but like you were so plugged into him so tight. It was like just action packed the whole 20 seconds. But I have a feeling you're, you're preparing mentally, physically to match up with him or bulls of that same caliber again headed here this winter what's going on where are you going this winter that's pretty exciting so we go to the resorts world uh during the nfr we fight the eighth and the ninth the 14th and the 15th and the short round is the 16th you know top 18 guys in the world go and nine guys fight each day and there's two rounds i'm excited for the doors that have opened to and and what i'm what i'm yet have on the table to go to go claim uh, a world champion at 18 years old that would be i'd be looking good in north dakota and what else did you get throughout this? Because the freestyle thing got you out into this world. So what other kind of cards did you get through it? So I uh, I ended up applying for my PRCA card in the beginning of this year in March after I turned 18. And I ended up getting my, my PRCA permit. And uh, I just was down in Fort Worth a couple weeks ago. And I ended up getting my PBR card down there too. So I got both my cards to do protection and and this year has just been outstanding for my protection and freestyle bullfighting career. Okay, so for people that don't come from this world, explain freestyle versus protection. So freestyle is uh, it's just you and the bull in a ring for sixty seconds. You just want to stay as engaged with the bull as possible and and put up um, a really good fight. Fifty points go to the bull, and fifty points go to you. And and you know, however you engage that bull, and however that bull engages you, is 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 going to base your score. And then uh, protection, it's bull riding. But when the bull rider falls off, you see those two or three guys out there that most people call them rodeo clowns, but they're actually the bullfighters. They're actually, you know, I call them the first responders. You go up to them. It's funny because you go to a rodeo and they try to make you pay to get in. And I'm like, did the ambulance pay to get in? And they're like, well, no. And I was like, well, technically in the bull ride, I'm I'm the first responder. You know, I'm first one on scene and and I'm the one that's trying to to lure the bull away from the, the bull rider to protect the bull rider, put myself in harm way. So that that ambulance doesn't have to come in, and and it's our job to uh, to pre- protect the bull rider. And honestly, if if one guy gets hurt and in, in the night that we fight, and you know, it's just 
it's it's hard on us because that that's our job and that's that's going to be our career and, and when someone gets hurt it's just something you don't want to see and you feel like you you didn't do your job that night so I asked your mom if it was stressful to watch you guys fight and she told me she'd rather have you guys on the ground than on the bull so I could see I could see that now that I've watched you guys in action a little bit uh Dylan tell us about the one we got to watch this winter in in Aberdeen so I actually well Leighton had it the first night with another guy and this other guy he he got he got caught up and got hurt so I got called to come down to the second day. So me and Leighton got to fight about 40 bulls together down in Aberdeen. My Probably one of my biggest rodeos I ever worked at. I was just blessed to have Amanda and all her kids come and watch me and Leighton do what we do good at. So I am a blessing, aren't I? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he's never this nice to me. So apparently I just have to record him and he's going to act like he likes me. Uh, it was really cool because you guys got to cover all of those bulls that night. So I say the the kids and I got our money's worth because you guys, it was just back-to-back action, a lot of fun. So you're busy this fall. What are you guys doing? I guess this is going to air after the fact, but you're headed to North Dakota. So what, what are you guys doing there? Kind of what does the fall look like for you guys? So we're heading back to North Dakota for this. This weekend we got the NDRA finals together. Probably the first brother duo in North Dakota, if I'm not wrong. Not too sure about that. Don't quote me on that, but that's pretty exciting for us. And then I got another deal in October, and it's pretty hard to fight bulls all winter up in North Dakota just because it gets so cold. So I'm pretty much done after that. Let's talk about your dad. He's a bullfighter too. He taught you guys everything you know, I'm sure. Yeah, so actually it's kind of funny. So Last year, I was fighting rodeo by myself, and he's getting pretty old. He's probably 49 years old, and I had about there fighting a rodeo with me, and I ended up tripping over a guy while I was shooting the gap, and he kind of saved my butt on that one, so I got to give props to old Dick out there. He, he hasn't I let you forget it either, I bet. Oh, yeah, he never has let me forget it yet either, so it's it's been an experience, so Dick's been teaching us a lot, and so he's been a really good mentor for both of us, I'd say. So it's a multi-generational thing, which is pretty cool, pretty rare. Then you have brothers. Then you have old Leighton here on Snapchat. What <laughs> What are the people saying? What do you think the people would want to hear from the Leighton Woodbury? There's going to be swag available, uh, correct? I hope, yeah. I'm going to link the swag. We're working on something for the, the BFO World Finals in Vegas. We're working on some shirts, so. I'm going to post them at amandaradke.com and take a healthy cut if that works. Cha-ching, right? Yeah, something so I don't get taxed so bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, stay tuned because I'm going to have these boys uh, modeling my Ariat men's line here once I can get them in the same spot as my photographer. So I hope you're ready to show off the pearly whites. The Heart of Rural America is presented in part by Lynn's Heritage Angus and Meats by Lynn's. Founded in 1963 as a Chicago neighborhood butcher shop and growing to an international supplier of high-quality beef in the white tablecloth space, Meats by Linz is a four-generation family-owned business. The Linz Heritage Angus program was developed to allow for greater control of the end product, a focus on using elite Angus genetics while also managing the feed, environment, age, and weight of the cattle allows Fred Linz and his crew the ability to source the very best beef produced from the heart of their Angus program, meeting and exceeding the needs of their customers worldwide. Discover more at linzheritageangus.com and shop for beef at shoplinz.com. 
Use code AMANDA20 to save 20% on your next beef purchase. That's a pretty sweet deal, my fellow beef lovers. Working cattle can be stressful at times, but the job is made so much easier with equipment that is safe, strong, and simply designed. I highly recommend Real Tough Livestock Equipment for all your working facility needs. We just installed the Deluxe Chute at Radke Landing Cattle, and it has been an absolute game changer as we run cows through our chute during AI season. It's durable and easy to use, and it's made to last a lifetime. Real Tough offers a wide range of products, including calving barns, panels, loading chutes, tubs, alleys, and portable working systems. Manufactured in the U.S. of A., Real Tough is family-owned and operated. Their commitment to helping farm and ranch families truly exemplifies what this show is all about. Learn more at realtough.com, that's T-U-F-F, and be sure to tell them Amanda sent you to receive an extra bonus with your order. Let's get you some iconic green Real Tough equipment headed your way. I promise you're going to love it. Okay, sport of rodeo. You know, being in the beef cattle industry, you could say, oh, this is rodeos far removed from reality of, of raising cattle and running cattle. And yet I think it it preserves some of the traditions and heritage and legacy of the American cowboy, the skill sets that are required. And I really appreciate and value the fact that it's one of the very few sports where people stand for the national anthem. They pray before it begins. What does the sport of rodeo mean to you? I'll let you each take a turn. Dylan, go first. I mean, so like the sport of rodeo, I mean, sure, bull riding doesn't have nothing to do with it, but like calf roping, team roping, the, like up in our country, there's some bad lands out there and you can't get around with the boiler to get cows caught or anything. So you got to take those skills out to the pasture and just cowboy up. And, you know, like <clears throat> that historic of the of the rodeo, but nowadays, like, Rodeo might have got lost there for a little while. People weren't too interested in it anymore. But now it's, you know, you, you walk around places and you see people wearing those $5 cowboy hats and, you know, those those Walmart cowboy hats or whatever we call them. And, uh, and a lot of people make fun of them for wearing that hat. But what I, the way I see it is I'm, I'm thankful for those people that are wearing that hat. Uh, they, they're the people that they want to be cowboys. You know, they're going to they're going to they're going to be the ones that come to the rodeos and, and pay the money to come spectate the rodeos and. And that gives us a career when, when those people are willing to come, you know, watch a rodeo and, and they probably didn't grow up with a, with a background like this. And it's just, it's honoring to see that, you know, rodeo is coming back to the sport that it's always been. And uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. And that's like these little kids, you can't tell me you never wanted to be a cowboy. So they get their one moment of stardom to be a cowboy and they take advantage of it. Layton. You worked at Heart Rodeo. He's he's putting me on Instagram, Snapchat filters while like mocking me. Like this is a serious show. It's very serious. Yeah, this is like a freaking talk show. It's like, it's based comedy talk show. Yeah. Oh my no, it's a lot of fun. It's a sit down comedy talk it, show. It is because yeah, well, we're just sitting. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> so you were at Heart Ranch this summer, which is basically a tourist. It's a tourist rodeo would you say yeah exactly right it's uh you know people come in they're exploring out exploring the the black hills and stuff and you know every wednesday nate morrison he puts on this deal down at the heart ranch people just come out and every wednesday from end of june to beginning of august every single wednesday i was down there fighting bulls and it was just honoring to see 
you know, the crowd that kept coming back to to watch or week after week and, and the, the history of rodeo that, you know, that, that has happened in Black Hills, you know, you have the Black Hills Roundup and, and those rodeos at Spearfish and Rapid City and, and those ones. And it's, it's honoring to keep, to be in the traditional rodeo spot down there in, in South Dakota and, and to see everybody come out and, and support it. And when they could have go do other things like go look at Mount Rushmore or like they have the Harley, the the motorcycle night during uh during the Sturgis rally. Like those people, they could just go out and ride their ride their motorcycles, but instead they ride their motorcycles to the Hart Ranch and, and watch the rodeo that night. So, what were some of the most interesting comments people would make to you? Just thinking about the the Walmart cowboy hats and the the people from urban areas that were coming to experience the taste of what it's like to be a part of cowboy culture. You know, the most interesting ones is you know is just how do you get into it is is probably the most interesting comment I get and. And it's it's pretty simple for me is because my father did it. And, and, you know, that's how I got it. I was born and raised on a ranch and, you know, cattle savvy. And it's been in my blood to be a bullfighter. And, and that's something that I've always wanted to do. Awesome. So we already know Layton doesn't want to be a cowboy cowboy or rancher cowboy when he grows up. He wants to be a fancy cowboy. Would you say a fancy cowboy? Pavement cowboy. Pavement like cowboy. <laughs> Professional bullfighter. Dylan, you, you've you been doing a lot of rodeos this summer, but I know your heart is in the cattle business too. What does the future look like? You're a young kid. What are you, 22? 21 now. 20, just oh, just tw- 21. Okay. 21 years old. The cattle business is in your future. What does that look like for you? Or, or I guess a lot of young people don't want to enter this business. Why are you looking at it as a, a viable option in the future? I mean, it's kind of like, it's all all that I know. I never went to college for anything. It's like, if I went to college, I would have went to college for farming ranch. But it's like, what's the point of wasting money on that? And right now I'm just working to build up some money so I can start buying my own cattle and coming back to the place in the next couple of years or however long it takes me and so far it's looking pretty great for me well let's just talk a little bit about that about your your decision to pursue rodeo and to get jobs right out of high school you know traditionally society would say that's the wrong path and yet I I think you can pretty much set your price in any industry you're working in correct tell us about some of the jobs that you've done out of high school so far oh gosh I've had a lot of them yeah I know (laughs) So my first job right out of high school, I was actually working with a bunch of metal and we just cut pipe all day and rack pipe and fill out these orders. And that was backbreaking work. I'm like, if I keep going at this rate, I'll be crippled by 30. So I got out of that and then took a job calving for some family friends of ours down at a Gumbo Hill Ranch. I'll mention them because they were really good to me. So and just helped them out during the calving period. And then another close family friend asked me if I wanted to become a lineman. So went out and I always kind of wanted to test the waters out on that and went out there for, I think I worked for as a lineman for a year and it, it just wasn't for me. So now I just fight bulls and Right now, I'm working for a fencing company up in the oil fields, and I know how to fence, so it's pretty easy work on me. It's not too bad. Well, and you forgot working for the best boss ever, Amanda Radke. Well, we only mentioned that about ten times well, already. I think they got. I'm just, this. I'm just sad because you left, and I'm just, I just have this list, and I'm just, I don't think I'm going to be able to keep you around too much longer because you forgot to talk about your, your other gig that you do. 
in the winter. Oh, this yeah. is where you're going to get a lot of business. So I'm going to take a commission. So, well, yeah. So <laughs> me and my high school buddy, we actually clip bulls during the winter. So if you ever ever need someone, hit up 701-920-0503. Give me a call. We'll come down. Or just message me and I'll send you Dylan's way. But yep, he he torched uh, our bulls and helped clip and haul to break and get everything pictured for stock shows last winter. Very good. It made for fast work too, which was awesome. Saved a lot of time. And I know with bull season coming up, it's uh it's a great time to be thinking about that. And you're, I imagine you'll book up pretty fast. You stay pretty busy in the winter. Yeah, we're we're getting pretty busy now. So we're getting pretty good at what we do. So I would say, and it's again, one of those unique skills that I think in agriculture, if you're willing to work, if you're willing to show up and, and work hard and, and put in that sweat equity, uh, there are opportunities for young people in agriculture. It doesn't have to be the traditional route. And, and I, I just got thinking about that a lot this winter when now I'm going to like brag on Dylan Woodbury, but he had the the interview and he should, what'd you drive? Is it six hours from home? Yeah, six, and five so and a half. You, when you apply, when you get like, do a job, like search, trying to hire somebody, you get a lot of randals that come in or people you would never want around your cattle. And Dylan showed up right to the dot of when he was supposed to for the interview time. And I tried to be very intimidating. I wasn't though. No, you didn't scare me too much. I tried to pretend like you weren't going to get the job even. I was like, all right, thanks, bye. And then we sent him on his way. Yeah, the kid scared me more. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, he didn't want to live with us for some reason. He didn't want to live with four kids. I, I don't know why. I It's like he would never get a minute of sleep. But you were good with the kids and, and helping with the cattle. Saved a few calves out of the snow. Uh, saved that cow that one time. Yeah, she was rolled up on a hill and barely got there in time flipped her over and she stood right up I, I was like oh I thought she was dead I probably should have given you a raise but I didn't but I gave you more you just gave me that cow I kind of like that one okay well there are some cows for sale you can load them up and take them home I know Dick Woodbury really wants some okay so last question we'll we'll ask Layton this one so you 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 came here today you drove what'd you guys drive like it was 16 hours up here from Bay City Texas for a little pit stop in Mitchell, South Dakota, and you were wearing a cross and a miraculous medal of Mary. What does that mean to you? Uh, so it's actually very honoring. Um, some lady after I got run over and um, after I got run over in Vegas, she uh she came up to me and she was a mother and she she told she said that uh um she wanted me to wear this and so I I put it on my chain right away and it's just one of those things that you know. Uh, if they didn't want you to have it, they went to giving it to you. And, uh, and I, I believe that God, he's always one that protects me in that arena. So, um, it's, it's going to be something that I carry on with me all the time. And, and, uh, until I get hooked and my chain falls off and I end up losing it, it'll always be with me. I love it. Yeah. Get a little extra armor on when you're out fighting the bulls. It can't hurt, right? Yeah, it helps. All right. Anything else you guys want to say before we hit the road? Uh, well, I appreciate you having us on here. It was, uh, it was very, very fun. Short lasted, but uh, I was blessed that you had us on here. Okay, so Vegas, one more time. The dates, where where to be, where to watch. Resorts World, by either the day, one of the days, the 8th and the 9th, that's the first round. And then the second round is the 14th and 15th. And then the short round is the 16th. And that's the top nine guys coming back. And I'm coming into the world finals number one in the world by, I believe it'll be 6,000 points. So... And so do you have to advance all the way from the first round to get to the end or do you like 
How does that work? I think if I stay healthy and, you know, I just, I just fight my bulls the way I've been fighting them, I'll do just fine. But yeah, I just, I just can't, I just can't afford to get wrecked out and, and get hurt because I, I think I have a good shot at making the, the short round right now. And if I make the short round, it's a, uh, it's going to be good. Well, I'm excited to be there. I got to convince Tyler or my sisters to come one way or the but I'll be there by myself just with Jessica and Dick and, oh, and grandma and grandma. You'll be there with me and Laredo. Okay. So. And then you're going to be modeling. <laughs> well, I didn't, I did not sign up. I know, this. I know you didn't, but it just comes with the territory. Well, we're, before I give these guys any harder of a time, I, I can let them go hit the trail. I know they're headed to another rodeo, but you can watch them. Uh, oftentimes you can find the boys fighting on Beck news on some of the North Dakota rodeo events. And of course I post them on my social media as well, but stay tuned for future updates from the Woodbury boys. I think they're just getting started. I'm Amanda Radke and this is the heart of Roll America. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you found value in the message, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe and share to help spread the word. Until next time we meet on the Dusty Trail, I'm Amanda Radke, and this is the heart of Roll America.